Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we uh, thank you for the opportunity that we have again today to come to your word, to come to your gospels, to get another look at you. Lord Jesus, we uh, pray that we would look uh, closely. We uh, pray that we would listen well to what you have to say. We pray that uh, during this time we would lay aside the mental clutter, that we would be focused on you and on you alone. And we pray that as we focus on you, that we would desire you, that we would desire to uh, know you intimately, that we would desire to continue to develop in our relationship and our recognition of you. Holy Spirit, we uh, pray and we thank you that uh, you're the one who has come to us to open up your word to our hearts and our minds, not just for intellectual amusement, but that we might be changed more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ, whom we desire to love with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our uh, strength. Thank you. In Christ's name, amen. We have new technology this morning and it works. Uh, please silence your electronic devices and turn with me to our text in Matthew chapter 14. Now then, I've already had some understandable questions. How can you get a whole hour and a half out of just three verses? Uh, believe me, folks, um, this passage is packed. As a matter of fact, uh, there is a lot that I have had to throw away. And if you want to catch some of the uh, stuff that got uh, thrown away, talk to uh, Bob Doolittle or Caden Quinn or Corey Larson. Uh, they were my uh, beta test uh, group. But as we uh, come to the uh, passage, we read, and when they had crossed over, they came to land at uh, Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent into all that surrounding district and brought to him all who were sick, and they began to entreat him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak, and as many as touched it were cured. Now then, there are two things that uh, I am going to endeavor to do uh, this morning in the next uh, couple of hours. And one is to uh, place uh, this, uh, it's inflation, folks. Uh, one of them is to uh, place this in the context of Matthew's overall story. Now, we've talked about before that Matthew is not chronological. If you want chronological, uh, go to the uh, Gospel of uh, Luke. But uh, Matthew is an amazing storyteller, and he is choosing 
to present the life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus as a story because stories are sticky. So that's going to be uh, number one, uh, is to place this in the uh, context. The uh, second thing, and the more important part, Sue Delisle, if you're taking notes, is the idea of recognition, which we uh, see right here in uh, verse uh, 35. Now then, how many of you have ever been recognized? Dean Gertner, the uh, Halls, that's it. Okay, think about this for a minute, because living in a community the uh, size of uh, Prineville, being recognized is not that uncommon. Now, in our American usage, we use the uh, term recognized in three ways. And the first, okay, if I'm doing this in Moldovan, it's like this. Uh, the uh, first uh, form of recognition is, yeah, I think I've seen you around before uh, you look uh, familiar. Kind of like, uh, aren't you the guy who uh, hangs out at Golden Coffee uh, uh, all the uh, time? Yeah, that would be me. Uh, the second level of uh, recognition involves placing us in terms of a... Uh, role being identified based on what we do or what we've done. I still occasionally uh, get asked, uh, didn't you used to be a doctor, nor I, I think you took care of my mom when she was on uh, hospice. And, and so that's uh, level number two of uh, recognition. The third level of recognition is placing us in the context of a close relationship. The first time that I introduced myself to uh, Corey Larson uh, here, uh, he responded, uh, aren't you Joanna's dad? Well, yeah, and Daniel and Rachel and Liz, and uh, I'm uh, uh, Kathy's uh, husband. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's uh, level number three. So, so keep those in mind because that is really the uh, uh, core of this uh, uh, passage. Now, now that we've defined the uh, level of uh, recognition, is there anybody in this room that's been recognized before? Okay, a few more. Uh, yeah. uh, don't worry, I'm going to call her out later on, Wayne. So, in this passage, Jesus is recognized. Uh, we read, and when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Genesaret, and when the men of that place recognized him. So one of the uh, first place questions that uh, came to my mind as I was approaching this uh, passage is, why is Jesus recognized? Is there something about this setting, something about this place, something about the uh, circumstances that uh, lends itself to his uh, being recognized? Now, as a hospice physician, if I'm taking a uh, history on one of my uh, patients, I need to pay close attention to uh, what they're uh, saying and I need to uh, pay, think about what they're uh, saying and uh, because of the uh, nature of that practice, I, I frequently need to get some additional history from uh, somebody else. And so, uh, 
Um, we're going to uh, be uh, uh, going to the uh, sixth uh, chapter of Mark, which uh, Mary Lou uh, read earlier, and uh, also a little bit to uh, John chapter six. And when they had uh, crossed over, uh, they came to land at uh, Gennesaret, and when the men of that place uh, recognized him. So, where in the world is Gennesaret? And how would that location contribute to be Jesus uh, being uh, recognized? Now, you may remember this satellite uh, map from uh, AJ's uh, sermon uh, last week, and so if we uh, go back up to uh, verse 22, we read, and immediately he made the uh, disciples get into the uh, boat and go ahead of him to the uh, other side while he sent the uh, multitudes away. And so Gennesaret is on the uh, northwest uh, shore of uh, the uh, Sea of Galilee. It's, it is on the other uh, side of the uh, lake uh, from where Jesus fed the uh, 5,000. Uh, That's all very interesting, but does that help us understand how the uh, setting might uh, contribute to uh, Jesus being uh, recognized? And why is Jesus in such a hurry to get rid of his guys? Flip back to uh, Mark uh, 6.45 and to John 6.16, and let's uh, check out uh, some additional uh, history. And immediately, there it is again, he made his disciples uh, get into the boat and go ahead of him to the uh, other side uh, to uh, Bethsaida. Wait a minute, uh, wasn't uh, Bethsaida north of where he was? It's not on the other uh, side. And why is uh, Jesus telling his guys to uh, head north? Is Jesus confused? Uh, does Jesus have a, a poor sense of uh, direction? And again, why is he in uh, such a uh, hurry? And then in uh, John uh, chapter six, and after uh, getting into the uh, boat, they uh, started to cross the sea to Capernaum. Okay, uh, Capernaum is on the other uh, side of the uh, lake. That fits, but uh, are they uh, supposed to go to uh, Capernaum? Are they uh, supposed to go to uh, Bethsaida? What in the world is uh, going on here now? Uh, Ross, you've done this uh, before. Multiple histories uh, from uh, multiple informants to uh, form an, an overall picture, and so if we uh, put this together, yeah, uh, Jesus is telling his guys, I want you to head back to uh, Capernaum because uh, that's uh, where we're uh, living, uh, but if you look at the uh, sky, uh, even as a uh, general uh, contractor, I can tell that there is a nasty uh, storm uh, coming in, and I don't want you guys to uh, get uh, caught in it, so I want you to stick uh, close to the uh, shore, head up towards uh, Bethsaida, and then come down the other uh, side, and you may uh, stay out of uh, trouble. Jesus is looking out for his guys. Jesus continues to look out for us today. That's another uh, sermon, and we're not uh, going to uh, go there uh, today. And when they had uh, crossed over, they came to land at uh, Gennesaret, and when the men of that place recognized him. Now, 
Is there something that would have uh, caught their attention that would have contributed to Jesus being recognized? Corey, look up, there's your slide. Um, if you recall AJ's uh, sermon from last week, the night before our scene in Matthew 14, 34 through 36, mere hours before the uh, scene that we're looking at today, the uh, Sea of Galilee was hit by a storm just possibly more severe than any storm that the uh, folks living on the uh, lakeshore and uh, working there had ever seen in their lifetime. Jesus had seen the uh, storm coming. He'd hustled his guys into the uh, boat. He uh, says, stick close to the uh, shore. Uh, it's uh, getting nasty here. You can see how far from the uh, map, or you remember how far from the uh, map, they were blown off course. You know, they're, they're starting to go north, or they're gonna head down to Capernaum, they wind up south in uh, Gennesaret. This is one nasty storm. Had you been living in Gennesaret at the time, you would have, this would have caught your attention. But it gets even uh, stranger. Because all of a sudden, about four, four in the uh, morning, the storm quits. Check it out, it's right there in uh, Matthew uh, 14. Storms don't just quit, they die down, they don't just quit. And so, as uh, Corey uh, pointed out to me uh, yesterday, if uh, he would have been hunkered down all night in uh, Gennesaret and the uh, sun comes up, he's gonna be out uh, side looking for uh, storm uh, damage, and he's going to be wondering why this weird thing that a uh, class five uh, hurricane on the uh, Sea of Galilee just uh, quits. Would that have something to do with the immediate uh, recognition of uh, Jesus. So what else is uh, special about uh, Gennesaret? Now, if you look at the map on the uh, right, there is a spot about halfway between Capernaum where Jesus' guys thought they were heading and Gennesaret where they actually uh, wound up thanks to the uh, storm and one might even uh, say the uh, sovereignty of uh, God. And if we recall Joe Stenkamp's sermon from 14 weeks ago, according to historical tradition, the spot where Jesus delivered the uh, first four parables recorded in Matthew uh, uh, 13 was not uh, too far to the uh, north of uh, Gennesaret. You may recall this uh, slide from uh, Joe's uh, sermon. So at least some of the men in that uh, region may have heard a sower went out to sow. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Because as you uh, saw from uh, the uh, map, uh, the place where 
historical uh, tradition uh, puts those uh, parables is uh, just up the uh, beach from, uh, beach from uh, Genesaret. So you have an attention-grabbing uh, storm. You have the, uh, we've listened to this guy uh, preach uh, before. Suffice to say, it is highly unlikely that Jesus was totally unknown in uh, Genesaret. Are you, are you with me on that one? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's go back to our discussion of recognition. So if we look at level three uh, recognition, yeah, I, your face looks uh, familiar. Uh, I uh, think that I've seen you around before. Jesus would have at least fit that uh, minimum uh, level of uh, recognition. Verse 35. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent into all that surrounding district and brought to him all who were sick. Now, based on the reaction of these uh, folks on the beach at uh, Genesaret, uh, it would appear that their Recognition was more uh, than just, oh, we think we've uh, seen you around here before. Especially if we look at the uh, parallel passage in uh, Mark uh, chapter uh, 6. And as uh, Bob Doolittle uh, told me on Thursday, it's, it's like these guys were excited. They were running. You know, they're hauling uh, sick people on their uh, beds or on their pallets, depending on your uh, uh, translation. Uh, uh, every sick person that they could locate, they're, they're picking up and they're hauling them uh, to uh, Jesus. And, and so we have a recognition here that reaches at least the uh, second level. We know what you do. We have seen you heal sick people before. We have uh, seen you uh, uh, demonstrating uh, compassion uh, before uh, to the point that it actually modifies their behavior. And you don't go uh, running, you don't go uh, hauling uh, sick people around just because, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we think we've uh, seen you around here uh, before. Uh, and, uh, yeah. That's the, the end of it. Uh, so there, there is something compelling about Jesus that, that's uh, causing all sorts of uh, behavioral weirdness here. Now, uh, this is where we get to what does it mean to be recognized? Because if we look at the uh, Greek uh, word, and yes, Mrs. Bob, and I am about to conjugate a verb, uh, how many of you in this audience uh, learned uh, to uh, conjugate your verbs under the uh, tutelage of Mrs. Bobbitt? <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. Okay, that's one I was not expecting. Uh, but the uh, Greek word, which is uh, translated recognized in the ESV and the NASB and the NIV and the CSB and the New King James is epinotes which is a conjugation of the verb epigonosco. So what in the world does that verb uh, mean? The uh, verb epigonosco uh, does not just 
refer to casual knowledge or casual recognition. So what I called uh, uh, level one recognition, uh, we've seen your face before, that is off the table. That is not what this word means. This word refers to an exact or precise knowledge of something or someone through direct contact or personal experience. Let me repeat that. An exact or precise knowledge of something or someone through direct contact or personal experience. This is the level of recognition that Matthew and Mark are ascribing to the people of Genesaret. To the people of Genesaret, Jesus was more than just somebody who looks familiar. Hold that thought. Now, especially looking at uh, the uh, uh, passage in Mark, um, have we seen this level of uh, craziness before? How many of you were introduced to the wonders of English literature via Mrs. Bobbitt? Because she probably uh, picked this up. Matthew is a uh, storyteller. And everything in the story of Jesus as Matthew uh, uh, weaves it out here fits together. Turn with me to Matthew 4.23 and 24. And Jesus was going about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. And the news about him went out into all Syria, and they brought to him all who were ill, taken with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Sounds a lot like uh, Matthew uh, 14. Now, as Mrs. Bobbitt would tell you, looking at the literary construction of the uh, book of Matthew, this signals that there's something about to happen. Can you feel the tension building? Because the very next thing that happens right after this is what? I'm hearing some whispering down here. Sermon on the Mount, very good. Yeah, right after this verse, we get the uh, Sermon on the Mount, a description of the uh, kingdom, and uh, Jesus spends the next 10 chapters describing and demonstrating the kingdom. So, 
if you were in Mrs. Bobbitt's middle school English class and you were studying the book of Matthew, she, she would say, now students, something exciting is about to happen again. Can I give a, a spoiler alert, uh, Michael? Okay, uh, look at uh, Matthew uh, 15, one, Matthew uh, 16, one. We've seen uh, Jesus jostling with the uh, scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees uh, before. The uh, temperature is about to get uh, turned uh, way up, but you're gonna have to come back uh, next week uh, for that. So, are you still uh, holding that uh, thought about recognition? Thank you. Level one is off the uh, table. We still have levels uh, two and three. There we are. And they began to entreat him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak and as many as touched it were cured. Now, what does this remind you of? Caden, don't let me down here. Very good. Um, exactly. And behold, a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she was saying to herself, if I only touch his garment, I shall be well. But Jesus, turning and seeing her, said, daughter, take courage, your faith has made you well. And at once the woman was made well. Now, did this woman recognize Jesus? Thank you, how do you know? Okay, number one, uh, recognition level one, which is off the uh, table based on the uh, meaning of the uh, verb. Uh, she knew what Jesus looked like. I've, okay, we're, we're gonna t count in Moldovan here. I'm gonna have to get used to this. Uh, number two, uh, she, had some idea of his habits. She knew where he was likely uh, to be. She knew who he hung out with. And again, she had seen enough of him that she suspected that, number one, he was uh, compassionate. Number two, that uh, he uh, healed people. And so she is actually stalking him. She sees him walking into Capernaum. Okay, he's got a crowd around him, but that's, that is not a deterrent. She is going to make her way through that crowd. She is going to get to him somehow. Kind of like those uh, crazy people running all over uh, the uh, hills of uh, Galilee, uh, bouncing uh, their friends up and down on their uh, uh, cots, uh, trying to get them to uh, Jesus. Uh, it makes a, a difference in how she behaves. Now, where did this woman uh, get the idea of uh, touching the uh, fringe of Jesus' uh, cloak? 
Old Testament somewhere? Nice, nice try. I don't think so. Yeah. So far as we know, this is something she came up with on her own. You know, it's like I, I recognize this guy, level two or level three, and I've got an idea. If I can, if I can just get close enough to him and, and uh, touch the edge of his uh, cloak, that's what uh, I'm going to need. Uh, and so that's what uh, she does. According to Jesus, what is it that made her well? Her faith. How do we know that uh, she had faith? Well, what Jesus sees is here's somebody who knows who I am, who recognizes me, who is very intentionally wanting to get near to me. Now, we have other examples of uh, Matthew, and they're on my uh, chart notes, but uh, as I say, there's so much stuff that Matthew is uh, pulling in here. We're, you're going to have to go back and read uh, the book of Matthew uh, on your own this afternoon. So are you still holding the uh, thought about recognition? Uh, remember that we uh, have already discarded uh, level one. Uh, I think you, I've seen you before. Uh, recognition, we still have the conjugation of the uh, verb in uh, Matthew 14:35, uh, which means a, an exact, precise, intimate knowledge from uh, direct uh, contact or experience. Uh, have we seen this verb conjugated before in the book of Matthew? It's a wasted uh, question. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from uh, thorn bushes, nor uh, figs from thistles, are they? Even so, every good tree produces uh, good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. So then... You will know them by their fruits. Now, the conjugation here is uh, epinosesthe, um, but again, you shall recognize the nature of the tree by what that tree produces based on your direct contact or personal experience. And so this is kind of like the uh, didn't you used to be a doctor nor, you know, ba based on, on recognition of, of what a uh, person uh, does. Now, had the men of uh, Genesaret observed Jesus enough to form an opinion about him based on what he had done. Um, would they have concluded that he was a good tree or a bad tree? Okay, so there's enough uh, uh, evidence to uh, say th this is a good tree because 
we've seen the good fruit. Now, would their recognition have extended any further or gone any deeper than just, uh, yeah, this, this is a uh, good dude? Have we uh, seen another conjugation of uh, epigenosco uh, earlier in Matthew? You're, you're seeing how this story is all tying together, folks. These are not just random uh, bits and uh, statues, uh, snatches, uh, cameo appearances uh, by Jesus. Turn to the end of uh, Matthew chapter 11. And for those uh, taking uh, notes, uh, we're, we're about to see level three recognition here. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Uh, here the uh, conjugation uh, is epigenosuke, uh, and Jesus is talking about recognition of someone in relation to someone else. In this case, recognizing the Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, in relationship to himself. and asserting that the Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, knows him uh, just as well. So this is pretty exact, pretty uh, precise, pretty intimate recognition based on very close contact and experience. Now, the people of uh, Genesaret recognized uh, Jesus immediately. Uh, that much is uh, clear from the uh, text. They had an exact, precise knowledge of Jesus based on their uh, personal uh, contact and experience. They had recognized that Jesus was a good tree based on his fruit. Did they recognize his relationship with the Father? And if so, how did that recognition happen? How about Jesus' uh, friends, the 12 guys in the uh, boat with him uh, during that exciting uh, night? Uh, did they uh, recognize his relationship with the Father? Did you read my notes? Okay, they're getting there. Um, if we go back to Matthew uh, 
uh, chapter 8. Um, we uh, read, and when uh, Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Behold, uh, there arose a, a great storm in the uh, sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he himself was asleep, and they uh, came to him and awoke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you timid, you men of little faith? Where have we heard you men of little faith recently? Go back and watch A.J.'s sermon from last week. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became uh, perfectly uh, calm. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And the men marveled, saying, What kind of a man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? So at this point, uh, his uh, closest friends, his guys, uh, have been with him uh, for a while, and uh, they come away from this experience saying uh, in the uh, Caleb uh, uh, Fay uh, translation of the uh, passage, who is this dude? So, yes, recognition did not uh, come all at once. Uh, the uh, first uh, time that Jesus uh, stopped a uh, storm, you know, they're, they're wondering uh, who is this dude a year or so later. When we get to uh, Matthew uh, 14, they come to recognize that close relationship with Jesus and the Father. And if we look at Matthew uh, 14, 33, we uh, read, uh, you are certainly God's son. Okay. This is all very amusing. But is there any potential connection with us right here, right now? And no, Mrs. Bobbitt, the word Prineville does not appear anywhere in the Old or New Testament that I can find. I praise thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou didst hide these things from the wise and intelligent and didst reveal them to babes. Yes, Father, for thus it was well-pleasing in thy sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my load is light. Did you catch that? No one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Jesus is offering to the folks 
in that region, the opportunity to know him, to know the Father, as well as he and the Father know one another. Now, if you think that's a uh, one-off uh, heresy, uh, you can go to uh, John uh, 17. The folks in Genesaret couldn't because it hadn't been written yet. Um, is this at least as wild as a class five hurricane people? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is craziness. And the other piece of craziness here is that there isn't an end date on it. There is a catch, though. The offer is only good to those who are weary and heavy laden, to those who are burned out, to those who are crushed under the pile. If that's not you, if you have it all together, if you're living your, uh, your uh, best life now, uh, forget it. This does not apply to you. But uh, if you can identify with, I am burned out, I am being crushed under the uh, pile, pay attention here. Um, is this idea of knowing the eternal God, the creator of all things, the Lord of heaven and earth, the giver of all life, a concept the folks at Genesaret who immediately recognized uh, Jesus, was it level one, was it uh, uh, level two, was it level, level uh, three? Would this have been a uh, concept that they might have heard before? Or am I doing what I said we shouldn't do back in May and, and try to read our context into uh, the uh, text? Hosea chapter 6. If you want to turn there, that's fine. If you uh, want to just jot it down and look at it later, uh, uh, great. This passage is in the Bible that the folks at uh, Genesaret would have been reading. It's in your Bible, too. Come, let us return to the Lord for he has uh, torn us. Anybody here feeling uh, torn? Uh, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he will bandage us. He will revive us after uh, two days. He will raise us up on the uh, third day that we may live before him. So, let us press on to know the Lord his going forth is as certain as the dawn, and he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain, watering the earth. Let us press on to know the Lord. Does that sound like the woman with the chronic dysfunctional uterine bleeding who says, there he is? Yeah, there's lots of folks around him, doesn't matter, I'm gonna to get to him. 
does this sound like the folks who say, okay, he's uh, there now, but we hear he's on his way to uh, Capernaum. We are going to get the folks that we know who are suffering, and we are going to bring him to wherever he is. Does this help us to explain some of the uh, craziness given what we're uh, seeing here in uh, Hosea 6.3? This is not a uh, one-off. One thing I have asked from the Lord, that I shall seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. All the days of my life uh, include uh, uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. When thou didst say, seek my face, my heart said to thee, thy face, O Lord, I shall seek. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek. Now, if you're seeking just one thing, it means that you're uh, setting aside a whole awful lot of other uh, stuff that really doesn't matter that much in the long run. Kind of like those uh, folks who uh, dropped whatever they were uh, doing and ran into the countryside because they knew there were people out there who uh, needed to get uh, close to, uh, to uh, Jesus. Uh, yes, um, level three recognition of Jesus can be a little bit uh, disruptive. You need to know that. When thou didst say, seek my face, my heart said to thee, thy face, O Lord, I shall seek. Now that one was in their Bibles, it's in our Bibles too. So the invitation is still open. There is no end date for those who are burned out, for those who are under the pile, for those who uh, don't have life altogether. So remember, there, there are three levels of uh, recognition. Yeah, I think I would uh, recognize uh, Jesus if I uh, saw him, bearded uh, guy, white robe that never gets dirty, uh, no uh, sweat marks in the armpits. That's, that's uh, Jesus. That one is not in scripture. Yeah, I can uh, give you a list of all the uh, marvelous things that Jesus did in chronological uh, uh, order, and you know he sure looks like a uh, good dude. Well, that's level uh, two uh, recognition, which might apply, but I don't think it is. I think Jesus is calling us into intimate relationship with him, intimate relationship with the... Uh, Father, the uh, question is, is that the one thing we are seeking? 
Father God, uh, um, thank you for the uh, richness of the uh, book of uh, Matthew. Thank you for all that uh, is in there that uh, we did not have time to cover uh, today, including all the uh, things that, that uh, I dropped uh, from my notes as I was uh, speaking. Father, we pray that we would uh, uh, go back through Matthew, that we would look uh, closely at Jesus, that we would observe him, and that we would desire to know him as intimately as he knows you and as intimately as you know him. Father, we know that you know us that intimately, but uh, too often we are so wrapped up with the stuff of our lives that uh, your incredible offer, which is going to smack into us like a uh, class five hurricane, uh, is still open. Father, we invite you to disrupt our lives that we might know you. Lord Jesus, we uh, thank you for uh, being uh, patient uh, with uh, your guys. Uh, it took them a, a few years to uh, recognize who you really were and uh, you are similarly uh, patient with us. May we be as diligent, as determined, as you are patient to know you. Amen. Now then, we have an opportunity. Every week, we have the opportunity as the people who call ourselves by the name of Jesus Christ to come and preach a, a sermon. Um, on the uh, tables uh, here uh, in the front, on the sides, uh, back in the back, uh, we have little pieces of uh, bread and we have little cups of uh, juice which remind us that Jesus gave his very own body, um, gave us his very own blood that we might have life. And as we're going through the stuff of our Monday through uh, Saturday lives, sometimes we get uh, uh, sidetracked. And so this is where we all get to uh, uh, come uh, together. And as we uh, share in the Lord's Supper, we can say, see, remember, do you recognize uh, Jesus here? And we get to say to the folks around us who, who don't know Jesus yet, this is the uh, story. This is what uh, Jesus is uh, calling us uh, into. Yes, it will be disruptive, but it's immeasurably worth it. So come to the table.